to episode number 47 of the spoiler cast i'm your host dan and i'm joined here by tristan not dead yet bastards <laughs> Bera. i am very much alive and Allie. hello 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 we got a f- <laughs> we got a full cast today here. Allie, it's been it's been like a few episodes actually. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, keep it's all good. being sick, and then I've been that's okay. Fortunately, too busy with Overwatch. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in, a, in a, I guess in a moment. But so, what is the spoiler cast? Uh, the spoiler cast is your kind of look at what we've been playing, maybe a little bit of gaming news, and then at the end of the episode. The end, end of the of episode. episode. The episode. That's a really hard one to coordinate remotely. <laughs> we, hey, we spoil- at least we try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll edit it in post. Uh, uh, we, we talk about, uh, we spoil a game for you. And uh, as you can see, this one's Persona 4. And I think specifically we'll talk about Persona 4 Golden, which I did some research prior to this review. Uh, this is going to be kind of the Tristan and Ally show when it comes to Persona or the, the kind of the discussion of the yeah, game. I- hey! Yeah, uh, Dan, uh, Pat is not joining us because he's actually still playing through P4 Golden. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. He, he's been... So, and we don't want to quite ruin everything for him yet. Are you sure? I have not played Persona 4. I am going to uh, just accept the ruining of myself right now. And, uh, <laughs> well, we're just going to ruin it for Barra, which is fine, because no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's true. It's true. No one cares about me, especially Allie. Well, but one one nice thing, Barra, is that this is also in many ways kind of the weeb cast, uh, because these games are one half anime, one half JRPG, and one half dating sim. Yep. Uh, and luckily, both P four and P four Golden both have animated series. There are full-on animes for these, which cover almost all of the major uh, story points. I mean, you don't get a lot of the, like, little nitty, like, like little intimate moments in them. Um, but they do a good job of covering the overall story plot. And they have the same voice acting cast as the English voice acting cast for the game, I believe. Huh. Interesting. Neat. Interesting. So, yeah, it sounds like this is going to be weeby as heck, so I think Dan and I are just going <laughs> to sit back, relax, just and, sit, uh, sit back you know, and enjoy the weeb. If you've been to a Passover Seder, well, uh, let the weeb you know, wash we're over you. Be the four children. Uh. Well, I wanted to say that one of the reasons why we're kind of doing this cast is because very shortly, I think enough of us will have played enough through Persona 5, which was just released at the time of this recording, um, in English at least, um, or in America. Um, because I think they've had the English sub or something for a while. Am I right in that? The the sub came out basically the day of the game releasing. They just didn't really announce it from what I remember. And no offense, Atlas, but or whoever decided who did the the voice acting in English, you you done goofed with Yusuke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I switched over to Japanese just because I could not stand him. I'm really sorry to the person yeah. playing him, Yusuke's- but I can't. Yeah, Yusuke's, uh, Yusuke's voice actor could have done a, could have been a bit more <clears throat> emotional, I think. No, he sounds like a forty-year-old man in a boy's body. <laughs> so, the, um, and in and also in true Persona fashion, they absolutely butcher the Japanese names, <laughs> with is, like is, one or two yeah. exceptions. Is that the uh, is that the main character of Persona Five? Yusuke, no, 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 no. So, so the he's a party member. Persona series. 
Yusuke's a party member who joins later on. Spoilers! Uh. Um, but the Persona series has a history of the English dubs either stumbling over or butchering the Japanese names. I mean, it, to be fair, what Japanese adaptation, what American voice casts don't mess up the Japanese names in, like, anime or games? Well, well, so for Persona 4, which is what we're about to talk about, uh, they got most of the pronunciations right, but you could hear the English voice actors, like, struggling through it. My name is Ryotaro Jujiba, and, uh, like, how many times? Yeah, I think so, when they went back to Golden, it was a lot better. Right, because they went back and did some uh, redubbing. Also, I like Chie's nice. new voice actor. Contrary opinion. And uh, Ooh, full, full disclosure on, on on my end is I just got finished playing like 150 hours of Breath of the Wild, which has probably the worst <laughs> voice acting in the history of video games. Uh, so, but it's but but it's Nintendo's <laughs> first shot at it, so yeah. we can forgive them. <laughs> I don't they know. Don't no. Really do bad. This sort of thing. It is really no. bad. I don't it forgive is, them. It is like Saturday morning cartoon bad. It is so horrible. Um, so I think that wow. elevated. That's that's a uh... persona for me. Anywho, Dan, you yeah, wanted to start off with a, everybody. Oh, sorry, Barra. Yeah. So, uh, well, so we're recording pretty late at night. So I kind of want to hope. Hopefully, we're going to move things along here. But I, the first thing I wanted to do is, um, Ali, talk with you about your kind of your new endeavor with Overwatch, and give you like a couple minutes to. You to, want me to go to, over that first? Yeah, to hi- hype out okay. your, uh, your new um, channel. Long, okay, well, long story short, um, if you are an Overwatch player on PC, unfortunately, we don't have a console clan right now. I'm in a clan for female-identified players called the Death Blossoms, and our website just went live. You can check it out at deathblossoms.gg. Um, all our teams are based off of plants yeah. and flowers. I'm co-captain on Team Eris which you can see each uh, team's profile on the website. We just had open house scrims last, well, as of recording last night, so April 29th, and we do them about at least once a month, and it's really great. And it's a really good way, I think, to get more women and female players involved in Overwatch, because speaking as somebody who identifies as those things, it can be really hard playing an online multiplayer game without dealing with some really nasty stuff and no it's not just a small subset it's it's a large set of people especially when you go into just random pickup groups but it's a really great place to play whether you're in the competitive scene and want to join a team or you're just looking into more casual play so yeah check us out we're pretty great check 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 us out where can we check you guys out uh deathblossoms.gg cool cool Great, that's yeah. fantastic, Allie. That's yeah. uh, that's good stuff. And yeah, it's uh, it definitely sounds like it's it's barely necessary because I mean it's pretty much almost become just like a meme of how terrible, uh, people are in the chat when they realize a woman is playing. So that's yeah. Awful. And uh, you're only a mercy mean because you're a girl and girls can't play video games. Yeah. Honestly, like in I take offense to what people say, and I'm you know here I am a you know a tall white guy, <laughs> and. No, I mean, it's, and, it's, and yeah. even I, when I get on Overwatch, like like a random match or something like that, and this is on PlayStation, but even still, it's it's, it's so awful, and it's the first time I've played a an online game in quite a long time, 
and I find myself just turning off the headset because of like the the language and just sort of you know you know misogyny racism it's all that mm-hmm. stuff's alive and well and if you want to if you want to understand that just just hop into an overwatch quick play match <laughs> and it's it's terrible so this it's it's great that 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 we have this outlet now at death blossoms and hopefully hopefully we're all super great you should come yeah. check us out yeah. <laughs> hooray in other announcement news uh, i've got two uh, the first is our vipping channel has finally surpassed our youtube channel in terms of followers. Yay! Cool. Yeah, it's Woo! pretty impressive. Um, yeah, uh, the Vibby community has been great. Uh, one thing I've been hoping to do is actually do a video podcast sometime soon. Uh, that we can post up there as kind of, and see see what the reaction is, kind of gauge the reaction. Um, so please, find us, follow us on Vidme. Uh, that's where a lot of our sort of impetus is going, because Facebook is... Uh, sorry, not Facebook. Facebook is pretty awful too. But YouTube <laughs> is pretty awful now. Um, don't know why I said Facebook. Uh, the other thing is, this is our first time doing this uh, remotely with everyone. Well, uh, through Discord. Yeah, practically remotely. So hopefully it all comes out great. I- yeah, we typically can't do it remotely. This is our first time using Discord. Um, <laughs> so we may actually keep this going and actually make a Discord server slash channel. For three-headed boy stuff, if you guys want to hop on there and see what's going on, I mean, I would imagine right now it's going to be fairly light. But hey, who knows? If we actually grow and get popular, then there may actually be a really good Discord community on here. Yeah, Neat. no, it's always good to just like hit up, hit up the other channels. And I would just like to add that one of the awesome things about VidMe is is that you know we're getting like about four times our, our our small we had a small amount of viewers on youtube but we're getting like four times a minute for even like stuff that's evergreen in which i wasn't expecting us to really recapture an audience again like for instance our starcraft stuff you know there's stuff there that is just you know like have actually like decent viewership um which is really nice and encouraging and i don't know i think it speaks to how vidme is just a pretty nice uh platform where you know, like you can actually get noticed, and uh, people can stumble uh, stumble upon you, even if you're not a particular big fish. If you're a tiny minnow, but scrappy like we are. Barra, did you just reference evergreen content? You SEO motherfucker. <laughs> uh, my, I, I, it's actually a journalism thing, but maybe it's maybe I've just been hearing. Oh no, it's my girlfriend who does SEO stuff. Yeah. I've been hanging out with her too much. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Shayna Murphy too much. She talks about like evergreen content when she's doing freelance stuff, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. So let's without let's let's jump over, and I, I guess I wanted to start with some quick. Well, we definitely plan to do a Persona Five. Uh, spoiler cast coming up a zelda spoiler cast there's some great summer movies coming out that we're really excited to talk about guardians of the galaxy is coming out this coming week um and oh yeah and we're scheduling oh, more yeah. consistent podcasts to get them out which i think is gonna hopefully gonna work out pretty well for us hoping we'll see fingers crossed um let's let's start this episode with kind of talking through a little bit of um persona 5 i think what this is going to look like is just sort of no spoilers as far as like storyline potentially but just like where you're at how you feel about Persona 5 versus Persona 4. In my case, maybe I'll spend a little time just talking about, like, first comer to really a first-time Persona player. I played a tiny bit of Persona 4, and then once we're done with... Which you can see on our Discord channel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, following that, I think we can kind of jump right in and 
Tristan and Allie can go ahead and kind of talk us through why they love Persona 4 Golden so much. Well, do you want to talk? Um, oh. yeah. Sorry. All right. Discord, so, Discord did a funny on me. Do you want to go first, Dan? What's that? I said Discord did a funny on me. Do you want to go first? Oh, about Persona 5? Yes. Sure, I can go first. That's fine. Um, so Persona 5, so my perspective on Persona 5. Now, now, Barry, you haven't really touched it yet, right? I actually, I have. I actually, I I started it at Triss's uh, this this week. Um, and I also have a few thoughts on it, too. It's like, it's only like an hour in or so. But, um, but yeah, like I, actually, I have an idea what exactly a Persona game is like right now, which is far more than it was at the beginning of this week. Uh, but yeah, you shoot first because you've uh, you're how many hours in at this point? Um, just under thirty hours in, at this point in time. Nice, nice. Which, by Japanese RPG standards, is like, I kind of just started. I like just got out of the tutorial. Baby <laughs> steps, <laughs> baby steps. Yeah, uh, yeah. <coughs> I'm eighty-five hours into my first playthrough, and that's. I think that's. I think Pity it's the me. one thing. I, I guess I'll start with my gripes, and then I can kind of glow about it a bit. Um, because I played a little Persona 4, and if you're somebody who hasn't really touched the series before and is, like, on the fence, or if you have played, like, other Persona games, or at least Persona 4, from what I've played, like, the very little i played of it and are, like, a little concerned, um, I think Persona 5 is different enough and more streamlined enough uh, that it's probably something you can get into and enjoy, and I highly recommend it. Um, but just to kind of quickly, I, I think the only thing that really bugs me about the way it the way it operates is it just takes so long to kind of get get anywhere at the beginning of the game where it's there's a lot of like i don't know if hand holding is the right word but there's a lot of real slow burn conversations and really leaking out content and i and kind of like systems really really slowly to the player and i mean for me it felt slow and i'm a first time persona player i can't even imagine what it was what it felt like to tristan and Allie. Is um well, I remember watching uh some random girl in the dorms play it in college when it first came out, and she's like, "Oh, this is the new Persona game! I'm so excited!" I'm like, "Oh, this looks cool! It looks like anime!" And I think I watched her go through like the first hour or two of the game, and I thought it was really boring and bad. So, so I will say that Persona Four starts off. Oh, hold on, I think I have this. Okay, uh, I will say that Persona 4 starts off almost criminally slowly. Like, 5 is still kind of slow, but 4 is, like you said, Tris, criminally slow. Right. Like, once you get into 4, it's great. 5 kicks you off and just drops you in the deep end. Oh, I I was uh, actually talking about 5. I think five's really slow. I'm not oh, talking really? about 4. Oh, right. never mind. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you don't properly remember 4. Yeah, yeah you know, no, 4 is even slower. Is like, yeah. Four is super slow. I, Four is like I've been playing for fifteen hours and I'm still getting tutorial stuff. Persona Five is like I've been playing for ten hours and I've got a good grip on things and I'm like halfway through the first dungeon. Yeah, I I think for me it felt like and again I I think some of this also comes to the fact that I play fewer JRPGs than you guys do. Um, but to me it felt kind of slow and uh, I timed it. And it was really like 20 hours, just after 20 hours into the game, where I really felt like the training wheels came off. Um, it's still leaking out some information, but it seemed it fe felt like at that point, and just to put some perspective in, I had just finished the second dungeon, um, which I finished kind of as early as you can. 
um, finish the dungeon just about so I could kind of. Oh, that's that's such a newbie mistake. Oh, take your. T- oh, yeah. Like because this this happened with a lot of people in Persona 4, too, is the impetus is to be like, oh, man, I've got a deadline. I, I have to go save Yukiko. I have to oh, I have to I have to, you know, do all this stuff. But no, you can actually take your time because uh, completing a dungeon early doesn't actually progress the storyline faster because like characters and stuff will still not be available until after the date when stuff is supposed to happen i mean that's the difference with five though and like because after you you know if you defeat a dungeon way ahead of its deadline half the time you can't do social link stuff with your party members in four but you can in five so i actually really like going in and beating it like you know at least several seven to ten days before the deadline for the dungeon because then i was like okay that's done i don't i can go hang out with people now and that's one difference that i really like in five is not just oh god we're so stressed out about the thing we gotta go solve the problem oh you want to go hang out okay cool and and what i found is that when you finish a dungeon early there are characters that are confidants um that won't interact with you unless the dungeon's completed so be, i think this is kind of what you were touching on there ali so like defeating the dungeon early now gives me an extra seven to ten days with this character to kind of build my my relationship to some degree i mean there are some who are still blocked off by the actual deadline for a dungeon and i'm not going to say who in five because we're not spoiling that game yet but there are others in your party who might still be available to hang out with so there is still that restriction, but it's not as heavy as it was in 4. There is also a dungeon in 5 that makes you wait until the last day. Hmm. Where, it, where literally, if you try and uh, send the calling card early, it will not let you. I did like that a lot. That's cool. Um, where it's like, no, 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 we have to wait. Like, we, we have to have, like, the maximum impact on this for our plan to work. So we cannot go early. Which is like, oh, okay, cool. Let's I, go hang out, guys. I have so a theory as to I, why that it, that is so heavily emphasized, and I will put that in my pocket for the P5 spoiler <laughs> cast. Oh, yeah. So uh, something that I found, and again, I just, like, played it a bit before we did our StarCraft uh starcraft intro but something i found that was interesting about the persona games which i've heard from a lot both from uh from tris and ali but you know just just from people in general they're kind of an omnipresent thing amongst a certain type of video game nerds um but having you know done the beginning of it one thing that was really striking to me about it was just how how japanese at least five is it's a really really japanese game in terms of plot you know i've said it just as a you know, like I don't know, having you know one of the things I did was I in college one of the best courses I ever took was a course on like politics in Japan and it was really interesting and I just kept on like flashing back to that and uh, my Japanese professor talking about how things are different so how a lot of cultures are in Japan are very different socially than they works in the US um, for instance like the whole plot line within an, it, this isn't saying better better or worse but like the whole plot line that kicks off five is is that you intervene in to stop a sexual assault and then you get sued by the guy for intervening in the sexual assault and then your life is pretty much ruined forever because you have a criminal record whereas is that if that was like the beginning of an american game 
um, like the narrative around it, while real life probably wouldn't be so black and white, the narrative around it would be like, yeah, this guy was an awesome hero for stepping in and defending a woman. Um, whereas that like it's always emphasized that it's like you should have kept your head down and uh, you shouldn't have interfered in something that wasn't your concern. Uh, and the it, so it's it's a I don't know it's interesting it's interesting how it's definitely a very different cultural experience that you're that you're going through in the game, which is which is interesting because a lot of times I think we tend to universalize video game narratives regardless of where they originated from. Yeah. Well, in Persona Five, the whole the whole sort of theme of Persona Five is abuse of power and rebelling against that, which is that theme. Like compared to P five, P four is like happy go lucky sunny days. Everyone's happy in friendship and yay. It's depression without Except depression. For also serial murder. Right. P three is depression um, with guns. Four is depression without depression, and five is depression with smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, P three is depression you, with depression. I mean, P four's theme though, and to depression. be totally serious, is more about not jokingly just depression, but about the faces that we put on based on how we think mm-hmm. other people want to perceive us. Mm-hmm. That's the main Very thrust of so, four. And what's really funny is that that almost wasn't, that almost didn't happen because of the changes, because they changed the characters of Kanji and Naoto before the game finished. Which we can talk about when we actually get into the meat and potatoes of the game. So I guess, nice. I guess I'll just finish up with a few of my other thoughts as somebody who's kind of new to this series. And then maybe I'll give you my thoughts and then just kind of address like, do the other games do this? Do they not? Because what the, the game I played, again, admittedly a very short amount of time of in Persona 4 seemed wildly different than Persona 5. And all the things in Persona 5, I think, are maybe geared towards players like myself who aren't as into like a traditional JRPG and kind of want to move things along. Um, <clears throat> minus the crazy tutorial length, but, or that I, what I felt to be a crazy tutorial length. But um, I really like the, the like we were just touching on with the story. I, I, I kind of like how like serious it is. I mean, it, it really like it kind of jump kind of surprises you. I mean, the first like the first dungeon kind of jumps out, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. this, this game's gonna go there. Yeah, th- it's gonna deal with some. The Persona, this is the Persona series. We will deal with some heavy topics. <laughs> Which is probably something we should say at the start of this episode is that hey, the Persona series deals with some, with some heavy shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't a remember... general content warning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> general content warning for Persona. <laughs> Before the spoiler warning, uh, and then uh, the the other thing I noticed is I I, th- I feel like the dungeons in Persona Five are much more fully fleshed out than they. Well, that's because they're not yes. random randomized. Oh, so they were random in Persona yeah. Four. They were mm-hmm. like like the uh, mementos, correct? In Persona Five, yeah, yes. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Well, then that's a so, that's a serious yeah, improvement then. <laughs> yeah, for people who like the old randomly generated dungeons, you've got mementos. Right. <clears throat> the new dungeons, the story dungeons, are set up and very carefully curated, <clears throat> which is great because they're awesome. Yeah, that then that's really great because I wasn't a I wasn't a I kind of didn't understand why mementos existed until we just had this conversation and now I totally get it. It's for people who have really big fans of the Persona series, in particular the randomly generated dungeons, and mementos gives you that while still providing a really compelling like primary dungeons for people like me or just I mean I I can't imagine you not liking the dungeons. They're really cool and varied and they 
switch from like puzzle solving to uh, to the battles, and, and it kind of swiftly transitioning into that. I really, really enjoy the battle system in Persona Five. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how similar it is to the other Personas. If it is, I might have to kind of come back and play those, and we'll probably talk about that more with Persona Four. Um, but the other than Dragon Quest Eight, which is still my favorite, I think, kind of like turn-based battle system, um, this one is just the options it gives you. It just makes you feel cool the whole time. Uh, the all, yeah. the, the all out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good I way to describe it. I don't think all out attacks will ever get old. Like it's always awesome to to like do, perform an all out attack. I get excited every time. Um, I really like the negotiations. When you down, when you down every enemy in yeah. one turn. Yeah. All out attack, wipe out. You're just like, yeah, I got this. I got this on lock. Right. Also, in this one, Atlas has finally figured out that there are more than two buttons on a PlayStation controller. Yes. <laughs> Which is amazing because in previous games, everything was menu based. Mm-hmm. Did the previous games have guns? Like, uh, guns came back from. Can't remember if it was one or two. I don't remember. I don't remember because I barely played one and two, um, but but even then they weren't a big mechanic like they are here. And I also really like personas in general. Um, I spend a lot of time fusing, registering, summoning, kind of messing with different personas. Um, I don't know if that's been expanded on in this release, but I'm having a ton of fun with that. Uh, that part it's as well. definitely been changed there um i'm not gonna spoil it but there's um a character whose persona is one that i was waiting for to get access to in the compendium and then the one that i really wanted was theirs and i'm like well gosh i guess i'm not getting that now <laughs> dang i'll just have to keep him in my party great um yeah i'm at the point where i've recently fused uh egyptian satan Hooray! Oh, I got the penis demon the other day. I got Mara. <laughs> nice! Yeah. I still haven't seen Mara. Vera, there's a penis demon in this game. I feel like this speaks to you on a deep, soulful level. <laughs> there's also an incubus that has, like, a giant triangle for a dick. Yeah. And it's horrifying. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I Well, what I, what I really think... Uh, so, so this is also... It's been a very, very long time before the enemy, since the enemies you have fought, at least in Persona, Shin Megami Tensei, this is always the case. Uh, it's been a very long time since the enemies you fought have also been the Personas you get. Yes, I love that they brought that which back. Means, which is which is which is great because it means they brought back demon negotiations, um, but it also means that all of the Personas are like fully lovingly rendered in 3D because they are also now enemies. They're not just illustrations, right? Or or little two D like quick two D sprites, um, and I I can just imagine someone at, on the Persona team, someone at Atlas going, guys, guys, we can make Mara in three D. Oh, we can actually put Belphegor. We can actually put Belphegor on a goddamn toilet now. <laughs> yes, toilet demon. Yes. Oh, is that the yeah? That, basically, that, that one from the first dungeon. Yeah, yeah oh, that was the great. one who's sitting on the toilet. Yeah, um, like like you can just feel the love that's crafted into this. And we're like, 
are like, oh my god, yes! We can make uh, we can make Jack Frost in 3D! Hee-ho! Beautiful! The, the other thing I'm really enjoying about this is the the plot in general, but particularly, and this might be a, this sounds like something that's probably, you know, every Persona game probably has this, but um, I really enjoy that the characters aren't really one-dimensional. They, they almost come across as tropey at the beginning. Like, every time you meet a character, like, the first companion to me is kind of a punk, um, for example, but kind of as you kind of grow with them and work with them they'll they'll kind of change a little bit based on decisions you make or or just based on what's going on around them and they they have they kind of take on their own little arcs and it's it's really nice and they're you kind of end up rooting for all of them and i don't know that's I what like i love gonna... about that se- this series though sorry not to cut you off that's like one of the strongest points yeah. to this series in general i find yeah it is the characters are the staple and the like linchpin and, of the except for junpei and, uh, Sorry, Junpei. <laughs> Not sorry, Junpei. <laughs> and uh, I, I think nobody really likes posing them as phantom thieves. I think makes it even more fun because it's a very like high school ass thing, right? To to want to be like phantom thieves or something. I don't know. Um, like I can just kind of see somebody drawing it in like a, a notebook or something during class. Yeah. And I don't. I, I, and I don't know if that's if that's the case uh, for the other Persona games either. But I just think it works really well. Um, here uh on the flip side though my my dear sweet middle-aged mother um all is a huge fan of heist movies and has always been so i think that there's definitely always i think i agree that uh well that the whole like crew of phantom thieves thing is something that would generally appeal to people in high school but as but i always just find it amusing how much my mom loves watching movies about people robbing banks yeah well the, them. <laughs> well, the uh, well, the Arsene Lupin series written in uh, by by uh, Maurice LeBlanc in the 40s, I think. And they were popular with everybody. Like, the original Phantom Thief. Oh, cool. Oh, neat. Very cool. Which I've actually started reading. I actually started reading the Arsene, the Arsene Lupin books. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard good stuff about them. I will, I will have to put that on my list. So, uh, Mr. Dan, do we want to uh, do we want to begin the spoiling of Persona yeah, well, Four and Miss Alley and so Mr. Triss? Pr- pretty much, I think the only thing I want to say about Persona Five is really loving it. I think if you're on the fence, get it. You won't be disappointed. It's got a great style. It's got an awesome soundtrack. We'll talk about it more later. Um, and yeah, just bear in mind, just bear in mind, guys. This is a Persona game is yeah. a commitment. I am 85 hours, 85 hours <laughs> into my first playthrough, and I'm not done yet. Um, yeah, and... I'm probably somewhere <laughs> in that same area. Um, so what I'm, what I'm doing so... since it's my first game, and I know this is probably not the right way to do things, because it's a large time sink. That'll probably be my only time sink in Persona 5, just knowing what'll happen after I'm done with that, I'll move to something else, but... Um, is I'm not looking at any walkthroughs. Um, I'm just getting jumping in and doing what I think is right, boosting up the stats I think are right first, making the right confidant relationships based on like what I think is going to help me out the most. And oh, you poor bastard! You're going to be boned if you run into it. Off the boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that'll oh. all be saved for our, our next podcast when we talk about our whenever we end up talking about Persona yeah. Five. <laughs> 
great. So, because oh, because oh god, I remember I remember the boss fight with Margaret in P four, and that was brutal. So I think at this, yeah, well, no, Anywho. I think that's a great transition. <laughs> Let's start talking about Persona Four. So, real quick before we start, this is spoilerific spoiler warning. We got the spoiler cast from here on out. We'll be talking about Persona Four in depth, or at least Tristan and Ali will. Uh, so expect spoilers. So, 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 so warning, guys. We're gonna be spoiling a game that's about eight years old and is one of the most beloved games in like the world, and has had two anime series and come so out many spinoffs. It. It's had a remake and and Persona Q and, and Dancing All Night games. and and two fighting games, which and the fighting games themselves spoil the ending of Persona Four. So <laughs> shit's complicated. So so uh, uh, take it away. No pressure. Yeah. All right. So Persona Four is is this, there are sort of two levels to the story of Persona Four. The first is about a be- bunch of wacky teens in a mountain town with crazy psychological powers, psychic powers, uh, who have. Wait a minute. Does sound oddly enough like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Oh, wait. <laughs> If you know uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, it's basically the same storyline. Uh, a bunch of teenagers with cool, crazy mental powers in a small, kind of remote town uh, must investigate and solve a series of bizarre murders that are being carried out by someone with the same abilities. Okay, that's a quick overview. The second part of the story of Persona 4 is using the power of friendship to murder God. God and pieces of God if we're going by golden. (laughs) But only murdering pieces Um, of God so that piece of God will be our friend and not try to commit suicide. Marie. So so first question on Um, that note. If you're a new person playing um, Persona 4, uh, is it worth it to start with the original Persona 4? Or do you just go straight for golden? It's got all the good stuff and nothing is lost in the translation or lost in the move over. Ghost yeah, I was going to say, in my experience, I watched, Ghost don't remember that poor woman's name, play the first few hours of it when it first came out. Thought it wasn't great. I dove straight into Golden, and it's really nice because they added a bunch of stuff, like extra story stuff. They added extra Arcanas, which, by the way, Barra Arcanas are basically, like, the the thing that you level up with your friends, like when you're hanging out with your friends or with people, you have these things called social links. And every time your social link goes up, your rating in an arcana goes up and they added new arcanas and a whole new little side story and a side dungeon and mini boss in golden. Yo girl, let me get up in your slink. That just sounds wrong. Don't call them slinks guys. Girl, I gotta level up your slinks. Why don't we uh, go slink town? The slinks. And some of these level up like according so, to the story, and some of them level up by you pursuing the people. And in the case of four, there's one that you can actually reverse if you're not careful. And I did that on my first playthrough, oh, and yeah. I was very sad. No, I worked so hard. Damn it! Damn it! Um. Would you say you tried so hard and got so far, but in the end it didn't? No, it really does matter. matter because I Ebihara is my is my side waifu. After she a. Who's your main waifu? Okay, so <laughs> so, bear, so everyone, 
the waifu wars for persona 4 were a long and terrible dark chapter in world history <laughs> and depending on how far you have gotten in this series not every waifu really made it out like if it, like if you play through the entire storyline of uh dancing all night Chie does not come out of that intact as as a real as like full waifu. Yosuke actually comes out better through Dancing All Night, which is kind of weird. Wait, there's a plot line in the Yes, and it's great. Based on Persona 4? It yes, definitely did not make fantastic. me cry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um well, I I think I think is there dancing... video footage No, of thank god. Ally has never cried. Which is a shame because her tears can cure cancer. <laughs> Anywho, um, so so quick sort of establishing stuff of the world of Persona, because otherwise what we're talking about with like Personas and Igor and all that stuff won't make it a lick of sense. Basically, there are, and I am like super generalizing here because there's a crap ton of lore if you go all the way back to the first persona game uh basically the world as it exists is, has been governed by two gods uh Hotep, uh a you know from lovecraft basically and philemon evil and good or ruin and growth or chaos and order or however you like to sort of dif differentiate it and they were always butting at heads, but they basically made an agreement that they would sort of let things kind of play out without interfering. Until Nerototep broke the rules, interfered, and so Philemon also inter started interfering as well, which is where Igor and the Velvet Room and the attendants come from. But this also had the unfortunate side effect of affecting and kind of damaging a lot of the sort of existing other gods. And this is really important, especially for P4, because of Izanami, who has been affected by all of this. Uh, if you've ever seen a blue butterfly in a Persona game, that is sort of the icon, sort of, of, of Philemon. Shit, shit gets complicated, okay. guys. Just a heads up. Yeah, sh yeah, these are, we're talking four, like, hundred plus hour games with wacky, crazy storylines uh, that have all kind of grown off of each other. Um, anywho, Persona 4 starts with our main protagonist, whose canon name is Yu Narukami, taking a train to the, to the uh, remote town of Inaba. He's, he's going to be the Fresh uh, Prince of Inaba. I the setup is what... Yeah, basically. I believe the setup is his parents are like working yeah, overseas or something. Yeah, they're working overseas. And it's the year yeah. of 2011. Ooh. Yep. A uh, distant time long so... past. Shiny. <laughs> yep. So Yu Narukami travels to the land of Inaba, to the town of Inaba, and to stay in the care of his mother's younger brother... Ryotaro Jijima. I say it like that because that's how he says it. He introduces himself as his as Yu's mo mother's younger brother. 
which in my mind there there must be some like specific Japanese term for there that. There must be. There must be, which is why they translated it that way rather than just saying uncle. Yeah, based on in Japanese uh, language, the way it's written out is basically like there's the there's your title there's your like I don't even know what the word is like grandmother or son or mother, but then there's like modifiers you can put on the words that basically say like younger, older, stuff like that, and get weird. Yeah, my guess is that there must be like some specific term that has a specific meaning for Dojima's relationship with Yu's mom. Um, that, but either way, you're there to meet with your uncle and you're going to stay under his care, Ryotaro Dojima, and his adorable daughter, No Monica. fighting! I'm sorry, I had to get one in there. Oh, Nanako. Oh, she Nanako. merged with the dog and mur- slash murdered by the, is a part of this story? No. We'll no. <laughs> we'll get there, my child. Spoilers for a certain no. anime. Sweet, sweet cinnamon bun, Nanako. <laughs> too good, too pure for this world. Um. And so ba- basically, uh, the setup is, is that Narukami is going to be spending a year here in this town, going to school, while his folks are overseas. They drive in from the train station. Uh, they stop at the gas station to fill up. You meets the gas station attendant who isn't really a big part of the storyline at all whatsoever. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not really the true mastermind behind it all. If you know what I mean, know what I mean. <laughs> say no more. Uh, do we want to say who... Do we want to spoil that No, bit we'll now? spoil that bit later. Or... When it okay. becomes relevant. Uh, let's just try to think when it becomes actually relevant. At this point, uh, so after a f- so after a few days of kind of settling in, you learn that Dojima is he's a cop, he's a detective, and he is almost never home. Poor Nanako. So lonely. Um, so lonely. Um, first day of school. Yeah, okay. I need to stop talking because I've been sort of manually this. Yeah, I can pick up. Um, Just let me know when you jump in. So you're there for a couple days, and I'm not going to – I had a version of these notes where everything was the exact fucking dates, but then I realized that would make this podcast like three hours long, (laughs) and we have a deadline. So you're there pretty shortly after you's arrival to the town – a local TV announcer is found dead. She's hanging from an antenna. Pretty freaky. Yeah, local, uh, local, yeah, local news, news reporter. reporter. Pretty freaky. Um, soon after that, um, you meet your first best friend forever. Totally did not have content cut. Bro-ske! Totally did not have content cut from the game where you could have romanced him. Yosuke Hanamura. Broske. And you oh, find out bro-ske. that Yosuke... Wait. Um... Was that cut? Like, where were you originally supposed okay. to be able to romance him? Okay, so, all right. So, quick aside. So, between the end, be- between the launch of Persona Four and the end of the development, uh, so be- before the end of the development of Persona Four, they made a few big changes to the storyline. Yosuke was originally going to have a romance option, 
because you are like that buddy buddy and you get that far kind of into like who he is as a person that he actually had a romance option um what they decided to do and this is so 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 here, here here's what the big change they made they cut yosuke's romance option they they instead upped the sort of uh they upped kanji's uh, what's the proper term uh, um for for kanji um and they upped kanji's ambiguity they sort of cranked that aspect of his character up to about 11 mm. they then decided that at this point the cast was too male centric so they turned naoto from a genetically male character into a biologically female uh, sorry a biologically male character into a biologically female character and then decided to use the extra space they had from cutting Yosuke's romance option to give Teddy a human form and make give him more uh, interactions with the rest of the cast. So while we lost Yosuke's romance option, the things we gained are what made Persona 4 so yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it, it gives it that weird extra edge to it. But anywho, so we meet Yosuke. Yeah, so by, Hilariously, so, he flips over into a garbage bin because that's where he belongs in the garbage <laughs> bin. And he crashes his bike into a he, telephone He's just pole like him and, and, and hurts his yes, balls. He, he talks about. Well, let's not let's not forget. Let's not forget the first time we meet Yosuke, he crashes into a telephone pole, hurts his balls, <laughs> and then later that same day, he gets his balls brutally <laughs> just wrecked by uh, Chie. That's, that's yeah. Basically, Yosuke far, um, like in the same Yosuke day. is the biggest source of comic relief. But you meet Yosuke, and you meet, um, you find out he works at a local, I want to say Walmart-esque Super, Super superstore store. called Juness. And at Juness, he has a... Every day's great at your Juness. Yes. Um, he has a co-worker there who also goes to uh, Yasugami High School with you named Saki Konishi who, unfortunately, soon after you meet her, is also found dead, hanging upside down from a telephone pole. So shit's starting, shit's starting yeah. to get freaky really fast. Um, the gang, you, Yosuke, and Chie, you meet Chie after the subsequent, the previous ball kicking that uh, Tristan mentioned earlier. They go to Juness and yeah. find out that they can accidentally enter a world within the television by, like, shoving protag's hand through it and that's where they encounter teddy yeah. who is basically the mascot character because each persona game has a mascot character he's so annoying <laughs> yeah i will say i love teddy but morgana's a great upgrade from teddy morgana is morgana is leagues better than teddy uh here you know what let's just let's just talk about the characters i think that's the easy okay. way to get that's through a good this thing. That's a... so you've got you narukami who is you your character, and is the blandest, white-breadest motherfucker you will ever meet. But that's okay. Because you're the one who gives him his personality. And there are lots of different ways you can play you. Um, you've got Yosuke Hanamura, who is the comic relief bro character, your best buddy, and son of the head of the local supermarket, like superstore, that has come in and is running all the local businesses out of business drama 
you've got Chie, the meat-obsessed, uh, kung-fu movie-loving, many people's waifu slash best girl, not mine personally, uh, tomboy. You've got it's, Yukiko, my personal she's waifu. She's Chie's best friend for life. Chie's BFF, um, whose family runs the local historic inn. Like, an inn that has been around for, like, 300 years and and she is set up to be the one to take it next uh you've got teddy who is a mysterious bear that the gang meets in well he's sort of a bear sort of a bear kind of sort of a bear um meets inside the world of the television uh who eventually gets a human form and gets to pop out of the tv and go on wacky adventures with the rest of the crew you've got kanji who is a Rough and tough biker punk man uh, who actually really loves kind of cute things and is really good at domestic arts and maybe a little Spanish to bring back a really old hamster man. Um, Wait, I thought the guy who ran the grocery store was... No, they were were planning on that, but then cut that out. Yeah, Broske was going to be a romantic option, yes. but they cut him. You have Risei. Um, yeah, so Kanji. Yeah, so Kanji struggles, and Kanji struggles with his. Yeah, some struggles with his sexuality, which we'll get to. Uh, you've got Risei, who is a big, famous idol from Tokyo, who's taking some time off to come over. Risei is my number two waifu in this series. Um, so, and she comes to the town of Inaba. To sort of take a break from her super busy, super stressful schedule and, you know, job, basically. And then you've got Naoto, the detective prince. The ace detective. Um, who is, without a doubt, and this is a spoiler for, for Naoto, but Naoto is, without a doubt, best girl. Whew. I'm glad you okay. got that off your chest because I disagree with it, but for different reasons. <laughs> oh, no, no. So, so for me, you can. No, no, no. Is top no, this isn't about wife. This isn't about waifus. This isn't about waifus. This is about something completely different. And when we get to that, <laughs> when we get to that can of worms, I will gladly open up that can of worms and slurp all those worms down. <laughs> Just start drinking them worms. So that's our that's our all main right. cast. So we find out with That's our main protagonist guy. Yu, Yosuke, and Chie that they can enter the world of the television, which is great timing because on a rainy night at midnight, if you turn on the TV, you will see some weird, freaky shit. Yes. The first being, they see Yukiko, who you haven't really gotten to know yet at this point, talking about how she's going to... Exposed. No, that's Maurice's. Talk about how she needs to find her prince, and there's a lot of really awkward touching. She needs to find her studly find prince. her studly prince, and there's a lot of awkward touching of her crotch and talking about her lack of underwear. It's really, it's not, it's not pleasant. Again, like Persona gets into some really uncomfortable things, so they find yeah. out that in this TV world, which is called the Shadow World, that that is where they think Yukiko is, because they see her on the TV and say, oh shit, she's in there, we have to save her. 
So this is basically the premise of all the dungeons is they see something really messed up on the TV on the night that it's raining and have to go in and rescue the person that's in there. What they find out later in the game is the person that they're seeing on the TV typically at first is the actual person, but then the one saying all the really weird stuff as the show goes on is their shadow, which is basically not alter ego so much as the manifestation of the parts of their psyche that they've rejected. So for in example, yeah. Yukiko's case, she has rejected this notion that she's a princess waiting for a prince because in her life, she doesn't want to inherit the Amagi Inn from her family. She wants to go off and do her own things. For Kanji, it's the more effeminate side of him, the side of him that, you know, he wants to squash down and hide because he's really uncomfortable with not yeah. portraying masculinity in the way that masculinity is typically portrayed with Naoto, it's the notion of I have to change my body, my literal physical body, to satisfy the needs of society because Naoto's goal in life is to be a police officer, but due to the sexism in the police force, women cannot be seen as equals. That's the basic gist of yep. the dungeons. Yeah, You've got Yusuke, who... Yosuke. Who's sort of Yosuke, Yosuke who's Yosuke who's crushing down um, his sort of bitterness at because he's a big city guy too, like you, who's been dragged out to the sticks, and he's his um, his shadow is kind of the bitterness and resentment of having like his big city life kind of crushed and destroyed, and being forced out here where there's just jack shit to do. And then, well, and then let's also not forget that the um, the uh, codependent relationship between Chi and Yukiko. Mm -hmm. So, so the codependent relationship there is is that Yukiko sees Chi as someone who could maybe potentially save her from from the sort of fate of no, you're going to take over the end. And sort of, and Yukiko kind of relying on Chie to be this sort of like driving force. You know, Chie can do anything. She, can, you know, she she's tough. She's fast. She's she's fun. Um, whereas Chie struggles with the fact that she's not like traditionally feminine, but that's okay because the super like like feminine like classical Japanese beauty that is Yukiko needs her but yukiko can't do anything without chie it seems like persona so that. 4 has more kind of interpersonal relationship drama. stuff and yeah. interpersonal drama than persona 5 is that an accurate description or is that all yeah. changed later on in the game yes okay. yeah i i will say i feel that the persona 4 characters have a bit more depth and a bit more depth and a bit more darkness to them i think than Persona 5 does. But that's okay, because Persona 5 is dark enough outside of the characters. Yeah. It's the difference between having characters with darkness inside a lighthearted setting, which is what Persona 4 is, between having characters just in a dark setting. Yeah, that's a really accurate way to describe it. It's, it's having a lot of outside forces thrusting darkness upon them, as opposed to in 4, where that darkness is coming from within them 
Not to say that there aren't characters that don't struggle with that in five, but like we discussed earlier, five's overarching theme is about abusive power, whereas four is about facing, I mean, facing your inner self, basically. And coming to terms with the parts of yourself that you might not want other people to see or that you don't want to acknowledge at all. But so, anywho, getting back on track, they find out, basically, as the murders continue in the town, including the murder of their homeroom teacher, who nobody likes because he's a dick, that basically the gist of what's happening with these murders are people are being thrown into the TV and being killed by shadows. By by their shadow, shadow. yeah. By by their their shadow shadow specifically. And so that's how these people are dying. And along the way, they... There's a character who comes in called Mitsuo Kubo, who's a student from their school who disappears almost immediately after their teacher dies and then goes around claiming credit for all the murders. Oh, God, he's so It's creepy. It's unpleasant. Eventually, they find out that he only killed the teacher and played no part in the other murders, that he just wanted to gain credit for themselves. That is when Nato Shiragana comes in the scene. Nato is the last party member you get and comes in relatively late into the game as is want in these games and for a large um and this is the can of worms i was talking about for a large amount of the time that you get to know nato nato identifies themselves as male presents as male uses male pronouns nobody knows that nato is assigned female at birth until you get to the end of nato's dungeon which is literally a like sci-fi horror lab where nato talks about destroying and ripping apart their own body to become this thing that they perceive society wants them to be. Which is why personal headcanon opinion, I use non-binary pronouns for Naoto. I'm just throwing that SJW bullshit right out there for everyone to see. say Naruto's best growth is because and I don't like this uh, but if you go to the end of her social link she becomes more comfortable with being feminine and I'm like it's a two, it's it's really awkward because in the way it's, it's presented it almost comes off as you the player forcing Naruto to present more feminine instead of Naruto genuinely being like I right. want to be this way right I'm taking into so when I'm talking about stuff like this, I'm taking into account like the full length of all social links because you don't have to do that in your game. But it is it is there. Um, but I like I think out of all of the characters, I like Naoto's. I like Naoto's arc kind of the most, mm-hmm. except for the end. Yeah, 
except for the very Naoto end. serves as a really um, good parallel to Kanji's, though, because you have a character like Kanji who's afraid of embracing femininity because they don't want to be seen as non-masculine, whereas Naoto says, oh, I don't need to be hyper-masculine to get what I want, but I also just due to my own perception of myself, don't need to exactly embrace being super feminine, if that makes sense. Yeah, they play they play very well together. Uh, which is Also, they're totally in love. More complicated. Well, it's a very one-sided thing, though. Is that... So, so you have Kanji, who's a character struggling with his sexuality, and then you have Naoto, who's struggling with their gender identity, and Kanji... She really likes Naoto. Um, it's very one-sided, though. Not in uh, Persona Q, it's not. Not in Persona Q, it's not. Thank God. But Persona Q is also basically fan fiction. No, it's not. The game. Because <laughs> it is canon. Wait, uh, what is Persona Q? Persona Q is a, a spin-off, spin-off crossover. DS game crossover between Persona 4 and Persona 3. And it's all done like super chibi adorable style. It's also hard as balls. Great. So it's super fucking hard. So basically, within that, you basic they they're those these two characters end up actually having a romance. I mean, it's more just like kind of implied and poked at in Q because they don't really because everyone shipped them anyway. Yeah, everybody basically shipped them anyways. (laughs) But so that happens. The gang's all here. Everything's great. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna solve these mur- murders, boy howdy. Um, except things. Janky's team. Janky's team. Uh, things come to a halt because <laughs> your care uh, your caretaker Vyotaro Dojima mistakenly accuses you of being involved in the murders. Because hey, it's kind of weird that this teenager who I've been taking care of just kind of goes out and disappears for hours. Yeah. And doesn't tell me what he's doing. Other crew. And then there was that time that he and Yosuke were hanging out in the Juno's food court with weapons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that God part. Damn it. God damn it, Yosuke. Unfortunately, as God you're. Damn it. But right as you're being. You, like, you get your ass hauled to the police station, too. It's not even just he. It's wag your finger, like, oh, I don't like that you're hanging out outside. Nanako, bring me some sausages. No, it is. No, it is. It is really you are full on. You spend a night in the off. you spend a night in the in the in the pokey, and meanwhile, while you're spending the night in the pokey, and Dojima is being a fucking workaholic, dear sweet adorable perfect cinnamon roll too good for this world, Nanako, is kidnapped during your interrogation, <sighs> um, leading Dojima to engage in vehicular pursu- <sighs> pursuit with the criminal. The chase ends. And they both crash. The kidnapper escapes with Nanako through a television in his truck. And Dojima is like, okay, I don't know what the hell's happening. You guys seem to know this shit. You're free to go. Go get my daughter back. So they track her. And, and you're like, and you're like, fuck yes, I'm going to go save Nanako. And then the saddest dungeon music plays in Nanako's dungeon because it's called Heaven. And basically the entire, the entire time you're going through Nanako's social link is helping her and Dojima deal with the fact that Nanako's mother died in a horrible hit and run that has never been solved and probably yeah. never will be solved. The music for her dungeon is called Heaven and her dungeon looks like Heaven. Uh, it's really uh, fucking sad. Uh, 
But so they track down the killer within the TV world, Taro Namatame, who is actually a politician who you find out later was in was having an affair with the murdered local news reporter. So basically in the group's mind they're like, Oh shit, here's the killer, gotta get him in the course of hunting him down, he becomes this crazy ass godlike monster called um Kunino Sigiri, which attacks him and is defeated and both him and Nanako are taken to the hospital. Um Nanako yes. now, is like on the brink of death. Like she's comatose. They don't yeah. think she's gonna make it back. Um she can die. She can die. If you screw up enough, she can die or she can live. If you If if you're so a bad person, you let Nanako die. Breaks. If you want the bad yeah. ending, you let Nanako die. If you are a terrible, terrible human being whose heart is dead and has no soul. <laughs> but so you find out Nanako is most likely yeah. going to die. You guys rush Namatame, who's in the same hospital, to confront him. And as the protagonist, you must help your teammates realize that he's not the real killer by pointing out lack of proper mm-hmm. motive. Because really the only one who he could have proper motive for is the local news reporter. And subsequently you determine yep. that it's not Taro Namatame, but Dojima's buddy cop, Toro Dachi, is the true killer. Oh, and oh my god, Adachi. Hey, this is a character you have a social link with. Yep. Yeah. There is a social link for Adachi. And he is the mastermind. And oh my god, he is a hateable character. He's so, yes, he's super gross. And, And his reason why? His reason why is basically for the lulls. Because he could. So did he kill everyone except the homeroom yes. teacher? Yeah. So he, he killed him and then framed this politician dude? He didn't really have a hand in framing him. It just was more that it was... He just rolled with it. And kind of and kind of steered so the police the in his direction. Dude... Because the, the politician did have an affair with that TV hostess. I'm now hostess. News reporter. Did the politician dude also steal, uh, kidnap cinnamon bugs? Yes, the politician... Politician's reasoning for kidnapping Cinnamon Bun is every night when he saw the weird shit happening on midnight during the rain on TV, he thought the TV world was a safe place he could put people in. So by his mm-hmm. logic, because he's mm-hmm. just been completely messed up in the mind because he basically knows about what happened to news reporter lady, but nobody believed him. So in his mind, he saw Nanako on the TV and said... I'm going to put her in the TV because that will keep her safe from the killer that's hurting all these if people. I put her, if I put her in the TV, then the killer can't get to her. Huh. Without realizing that that is how he kills people. This is twisted and crazy. So, oh yeah. Shit's question, wacky. Question on that. Uh, sorry, forgive me. What's the name of the villain? There's so many, there are a lot of Japanese names. Uh, Tor Adachi. Adachi. Fuckface. If you, yeah. yeah. All right. Fuckface. If you, um, fuckface Adachi. If you max out your relationship with or your social relationship with, uh, with him, uh, what does it like affect the ending of the game? Or oh yes, it can. You can get the accomplice ending if you're a true bastard and let him go free, for all these murders. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. What? So wait, there's multiple endings. Yes. To Persona. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's unusual for a JRPG, isn't it? 
Um, little column A, little column B. You you can yeah. I mean, you've got some. You've got some games like Final Fantasies, which typically have a single ending. Yeah, that's what I mostly know JRPGs for is like Final Fantasy, where there's really no, there's no way to change the ending of a Final yeah. Fantasy game. But Japan also loves its alternate endings. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, like I'm looking at I'm looking at you near. In your automata with twenty six different endings. <laughs> Barra, what I what I find with endings to these games, um, is that typically you either have one or you have a lot of them. And if you have a lot of them, they're very mu- there might be one or two like dramatic ones, maybe like the really good ending, the really bad ending. Usually there's a joke ending or two thrown in there, um, through in the middle of the game. But then a lot of the other ones are very, very, very minor kind of tweaks to kind of to the ending of, of the games. Another Atlas game actually is a really good description of all those things, which is Catherine. Catherine basically hits all those yes. those bullet points. Catherine's a great game. Everyone should play it. Anywho, so they... Yes, and and the character designer of Catherine did the character designs for Persona 5. That's why they're so good. So having identified Adachi, so they chase him down, locate him. He basically, like Tristan put it, explains that his actions were purely out of boredom and the belief that humanity is better off believing what it wants. So believing that, you know, this version I see of you is the real you. I don't need to think further than surface level. Um, yeah. His, basically, his end goal is to damage the barrier between the shadow world and the real world so that they can become one world. And then everyone can just be themselves by force if the has to mm. be. The party says, nah, nah, dog, that shit's, that shit's dumb true friendship and all that good stuff. As they're fighting him, he's possessed by Amino Sigiri, who's basically a Japanese god who's controlling the fog, who reveals that the fog is harmful to people, the fog being what... I can't believe I forgot to mention the fog. After the wacky shit happens on midnight, a fog settles in, and if you don't save people before the fog lifts, they die. But he reveals Um, that the... Basically, while everything... Basically, while everything is like, like the weather is nice here, it is super foggy and awful in the TV world. And while it's super foggy and awful, the shadows don't come out. So you're safe. But, once it starts raining and gets foggy over here, the fog lifts in the, in the shadow world, and then the shadows come out, and bad shit happens mm-hmm. to be anyone who's stuck there. So, fighting Adachi, he gets possessed by the, this god who reveals the fog is harmful, and will eventually cause humanity to fall into a permanent state of ignorance and transform into shadows. When he's beaten, he agrees to lift the fog, and is like, ah, you guys did a great job. GG, everyone. I was just kidding. It's a goof. Whatever. Um, Adachi comes out of this alive, surprisingly, and agrees to assume responsibilities for his actions and turn himself in. The game then moves forward to the day before the protagonist must travel back home to be with his parents. So the whole year cycle has basically gone. If the player returns to Dojima's house, the game just ends. However, yep. however, that's not the it's real not the real ending. it's not the real ending. If you are able to identify the unexplained cause of the Midnight Channel, which is the weird TV show, and try to resolve this plot item, you meet up with the party and they decide to end the case for good. Tristan, you want to take it from here back to our good old friend, the gas station attendant. Yeah, so this is where things get weird, and a knowledge of Shintoism 
and Japanese mythology and all the multifarious gods of Japanese mythology comes in very handy. Um, so basically, basically, uh, there are, my cat is bumping me off of my chair. <laughs> uh, basically there in Shintoism, there are two gods and I believe they're brother and sister, uh, Izanami and Izanami. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. They right. could also be brother and sister um, though. I don't remember because I'm ignorant. Yeah, they, they, they are connected. They are, they are connected together in a familial way, either as husband and wife or, or brother and sister. Um, yeah, which one? What, what, but basically, part of the fallout of the whole Nyarlathotep Philemon thing that we talked about way back at the beginning um, is that Izanami went kind of batshit and beat the crap out of and exiled Izanagi. And then decided that, you know what? Humanity kind of, probably kind of needs to go, I think. Um, Izanagi finds refuge as your persona. As your starting persona. So, your main character starts off <laughs> with the persona of a god. In a, albeit, kind of reduced capacity. That can eventually get back to full strength. It turns out that uh, everything going on with this, the whole ability to go into the TV world and everything, was Izanami. Disguised as the gas station attendant. Randomly picking people who entered the town. To start all this. Then there's this weird bit of supposedly everything that just happened over the last year didn't actually happen, which I never really understood that Izanami goes over. Like, Ali, do you, do you have any notes on that? No, or... I... That shit's too wacky. <laughs> that shit's too wacky. Yeah. For, like, I love this game, but at yeah, this point I... with the stuff with Izanami, I'm like, okay, I kind of get the gist of what you're doing, and then there's all the weird stuff with Marie, which will... We'll tack that on just because trying to squeeze that into my basic summary of the game was a little difficult and gets way too into the Izanami and Ameno Sigiri and Kunino Sigiri stuff yeah. that it's just blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Spoilers, Marie is a god. Yeah, spoil well, Marie is like pieces Spoilers. pieces of god. So the, yeah, uh, who writes terrible poetry. So terrible, but I love her. Terrible. So poetry. terrible. Um, yeah, her poetry is so bad. Um, yes, but there's this weird bit that I someone I'm sure someone somewhere will comment and actually set us all straight on this one. Um, yeah, there, there, there's this whole thing where like supposedly the last the events of the last year didn't really happen, but then you're like, bullshit. Doesn't matter. The 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 friendships I've made, the memories I've made. How I have grown, how everyone I've met has grown, that's what matters. And so, you basically channeling the power of friendship, beat the crap out of Izanami. Or have Izanami beat the crap out of you, because your god, that is a tough fight. Yeah, that is. It's, As befits a true boss. It is, no, it is not a, a walk in the park. Beating up this god so the people who were murdered 
stay murdered so you can have your friendship still? Basically. Basically. <laughs> hey, hey it doesn't commit a so, little bit of murder. So there's but there's there's worse in Persona. I think it's I think it's in three. Um, there I th- I think it's a, it's either two or three. Uh, there's a character who kills someone so that they can be with their shadow. Oh yeah. That there's a there's a plot point and I think it's it's either two or three, where there's a character who uh, who's in who has unrequited love for another person. And murders that person. So that they can be with that person's shadow, because the shadow will love them. Oh wow! Um, That's but really twisted. Yeah, welcome to Persona. Like I said, we're going to deal with some heavy shit. Good guy? No. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh no. It is not me. <laughs> oh no. But uh, yeah, we're dealing with some twisted shit here. Um, quickly. Um, so basically, b- by the way, uh, in Shinto, Izanagi and Izanami are husband and wife. Just one. I was gonna, and okay. Izanami is Izanagi's younger sister. I looked that up. What? Yes. Oh, those. Oh, those <laughs> ancient gods, gods just fine. fucking their brothers and sisters. It's all fine. It's fine. fine. There was no one else around. That's um, no worries. Yeah. So, so we were both right. Hey. We both remembered it correctly. I was going to say that that was a possibility, but I didn't want to um, presage the truth. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so basically, you using the power of friendship—that beautiful anime trope that it is—sort of repowers Izanagi, and and assuming you actually win the boss fight, stop Izanami's plan of just screwing up the world. Why? Well, I thought that Izanami's plan was just to turn back time. No, no, no. There's, there's this weird time thing where, like I said, we don't properly understand it, but Izanami's goal is basically to... Destroy the world. Um, Erase humanity. Destroy the world by merging it by merging it with the Shadow World. Okay. And then only those who are strong enough to sort of... Um, to sort of, like, make peace with or defeat their own shadows will be worthy of living. And spoilers... Most of humanity is not strong enough to deal with or accept their shadow. Ouch. Yeah. So is that the ending? Do you stop the... Stop it? Yes. That is the true ending. That is the true ending. Which then gets... And here's where I'm going to jump in with the Marie stuff. And I'll try to keep it pretty... Pretty succinct. So Marie is a character that they added in Golden. And she introduced a new Arcana, the Aeon Arcana. And she is an attendant of the Velvet Room, which, wow, I can't believe we skipped the Velvet Room. I felt, I was so prepared today, and then my notes just blew out the window. The Velvet Room is essentially the place where you make your personas, and you meet Igor and Margaret and Marie, who are the people who run the Velvet Room. And there's a whole bunch of weird psychological hooey with those guys that Trace you can get so, into if you want to. I'm gonna yeah, tap out on that. <laughs> so the Velvet Room. So so Igor is sort of a a shard or a piece of Philemon. So he, Igor is like actually a super powerful being within the world of Persona. Uh, the Velvet Room is sort of his domain. Like he can't exist outside of it though. So he acts through. So he acts through these sort of agents who are the perso- the main protagonists of the Persona games. 
the attendants are also sort of shards of, of, of Philemon, typically. Marie's a little different. Um, and what it, and the Velvet Room is this sort of space outside of space that is generated by the people who get pulled into it. So the Velvet Room is also different for each person. Um, in Persona 3, I believe it was an elevator. Yes. If I remember correctly, yeah. it was an elevator. It, yeah, it, it, it's shaped kind of by each person's sort of self. Um, so in so Persona 3, it's <laughs> supposed to represent um, it's supposed to represent the main character's desire to, cl- to scale the tower that is the big dungeon of Persona 3. In Persona 4, it is the back seat of a very, very fashionable limousine, um, which is there to kind of mark, which is representative of Yu Narukami being a traveler, being sort of an outsider who has moved to this place and how he travels sort of through the, the year. But also because he's a person sort of taken out of his comfort zone into a new area. And in Persona 5, it is a jail cell. It's a prison because the main character of Persona 5 is, is trapped or, or jailed by his fate and his circumstances. Uh, the attendants, like I said, they are also kind of these, these sort of shards of, I, can't, I believe they're shards of Philemon for the most part, um, who serve as the keepers of the personas, the companion keepers. And there are, there are different attendants for different protagonists based on kind of what each protagonist needs which is why which is why for example the lowly wardens are in five because the protagonist of five needs them uh which is why we have margaret in p4 because because we need sort of a like a caretaker like a guiding margaret kind of feels to me more like a uh Oh. Yes. Almost. almost <laughs> like a teacher. Do we lose you? I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no. For I think. Here. I think teacher is is like, correct. Yeah. Someone to kind of like show you the way. Especially considering like, how like a instructor or a, especially considering a how a use velvet room per se manifests as him being between places and not really belonging. It's to him, it's probably nice, I guess is the word I want to use, that he has this mentor figure in this really weird space. Whereas the attendants in five are two really obnoxious little twins who are your jail guards. <laughs> yeah. Who are there to... And they they, uh, they very much kind of hit the nail on the head that we are your wardens, but we are also your collaborators. Well, is what they say to the uh, P5 protagonist. Yeah. Um, that is the Velvet Room in a nutshell. Oh, it's the happy, all fun right, place where you go to okay. operate all your so, fun stuff. Yeah. Yes, basically. So, going, backtracking way, 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 back to Marie. <laughs> yeah. All the way back. All right. So... Marie is secretly a cinnamon roll. She just doesn't want you to know it. Who writes really bad poetry and who 
And who shops at Hot Topic. Who, yeah, definitely shops at Hot Topic. She... Don't all cinnamon rolls shop at Hot Topic? No! <laughs> Nanako would never go in there. He's too classy for that. She, um, very Rather clearly from the get-go has feelings for the protagonist, even if you don't pursue a relationship with her. And a lot of times when she's flustered or embarrassed, like... Um, if you sometimes if you go into the velvet room, you can find a page of her poetry and read it. She talks really, really fast and is like, "Shut up! I hate you! You stupid trick!" Blah, 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 blah. Like really, like a very oh, typical flustered oh, so teenage sundari. girl. Oh, she's very sundari. Um So she is. She appears and is just like, "I don't know why I'm here. Who I am? I have no memories. I literally just showed up in this place, the velvet room." I have no idea who I am. So that's the crux of Marie's um, storyline, which is actually pretty similar to Teddy's. Teddy goes through a very similar thing as well. Um, if you decide to... As is Morgana as Teddy's. Yeah. If you decide to maximize her social link before a certain date in the game, you find out that she's actually a god called Kasumi no Okami, which is like some of the other gods you have fought in the game in the end game and basically her role in this world was to be a spy for Amena Sagiri who is the god that possessed Adachi and to absorb the mist in the real world if Amena Sagiri is ever defeated however she does not remember this obviously and has absorbed the fog into her body after Amena Sagiri's defeat and the fog is inside her slowly overpowering her and it will make her disappear when it gains full control and begins to spread all over the world. She decides, fuck that, I'm not going to let that happen, so she goes to basically what is known, what's known as the Hollow Forest, which is her dungeon where she will kill herself and disappear to save the world. Because at her heart, Marie actually cares about people and is a good person. Um, the party go after her to try to convince her not to kill herself, and the fog takes over as it takes over Marie in Izanami's voice and it starts to escape her body. So then the team has to fight Marie to free her from the fog's control. Yep. Which only makes your revenge against Izanami mm -hmm. that much sweeter if you've been crushing on Marie. Mm hmm Well, additionally, in the true ending, after you beat Izanami, Marie is revealed to also be a part of Izanami. Yeah. Which makes shit even wackier. <laughs> because yeah. Izanami's you true name is Izanami story? no Mikoto. And Izanami no Mikoto's deal is that she wants to protect humanity, not destroy it. Not destroy it at all. What are you talking about? Aww. Yeah. So wait, do you get to romance Marie? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. She has a romanceable option. Basically, most of um, the girls in in four are all the girls in five are all your social links who are women yeah, are in five, yeah. in, including some really questionable ones that we'll get into in the in the five Becky. spoiler cast. So Becky, let me, yeah, let me ask that. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm past that point too, so I can laugh. Yay! I understand. Um, my, my question uh, is that there's been a lot of talk with Persona Five about um, kind of. Homophobia is not the right word, but 
how you know your only options were limited to to female characters heteronormativity yeah thank you heteronormativity um and it sounds like that's kind of the case with persona 4 except they explore um kind of other they, they explore kind of other um I don't know what the word is. <laughs> it sounds like they kind of do a better job maybe of, of kind of, I'm going to stop talking. Cause I, I don't know the, the right way to, to phrase this. No, you're, uh, you're fine. Alternative lifestyles. I sound uh, gender. It sounds like the game explores of uh, gender identity and sexuality a, yes. a little more mm-hmm. in, in four. Whereas it in five, does it really touch on that? Like, are there any queer characters? Mm, no, non-binary. Characters I mean, there's, there's no, there's a character, but she's not a social link, and it's definitely more played for laughs. Oh, that's well, highly unfortunate. Not like, I guess not played for laughs. Isn't it? You're, you're meant to look at this it's, character it's and go, ah, you are not traditionally feminine, and I can recognize that. There aren't uh, characters in the game, per se, that will go out of their way to be nasty about it, but it's very clear what they're going for with this character's design in terms of how an audience might respond to them. Uh, hmm. So why do you think it was that 4 has, like, like uh, and, you know, I didn't know hardly anything about Persona 4 except um, the char- that there is a character who is gay and then also a character who is trans or non- non-binary or possibly neither of those things, but but you know, dress but, a character who is complicated. A, a complicated on the gym, but definitely a character that explores the gender, the the gender spectrum and gender identity. Uh, why is why do you feel that four looked at gender identity and sexuality pretty in depth with two characters, but then decided not to continue that in five with anybody? Hmm. Hmm. Well, like like I said, I think a big part of it is that four is very much. The darkness in four is internal from the characters. Yeah. Inside this like happy go lucky setting. Whereas in five in five the darkness is all around the characters and they're rebelling against it. Uh, five is also much more, I think, um, kind of risque in a way. Yes. It's very anti authoritarian and very like, it's very, it, from a Japanese standpoint, it's very antisocial in a way. Mm-hmm. It's the it, play at the beginning of five. I was struck by, from what I know about Japanese, the uh, about Japan and politics, sort of society, culture, and again, like I, I know some people there, but I, I never actually lived there and such. So you know, I am no authority. Don't kill me, internet. But it did <laughs> seem to be very subversive, especially in the, uh, in, especially in the context. Of, of Japanese society, but just in general too. I mean, you're you're uh, you're thieves. You're you're playing the the Rat Pack of Hearts. Yeah, it's it's. I like that so, Rat Pack of so, Hearts. The Rat Pack of Hearts. <laughs> um, mean, you, you you gotta you, you, you gotta love it. Uh, it's uh, good old Dean Martin singing beautiful songs in Italian in Italian restaurants, romancing <laughs> people while helping uh, Frank Sinatra steal from a casino and. Making uncomfortable jokes with Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> yeah, Persona or, uh, Six, everyone. <laughs> well, featuring flat <laughs> bass. Well, I mean, a, a big difference is that Persona Four, um, 
everything the characters do is very easily identifiable as just actions. Everything they're doing is very easily identifiable as, as very just things. Is that you are hunting down a serial killer to try and bring them to justice. Um, through, through means that are sort of sort of available to like anybody you know like i'm a teenager and i can get my hands on a baseball bat or like basically right you're not doing anything really like morally ambiguous to achieve that goal right persona 5 you are bringing people to justice who could not be brought to justice otherwise but you are doing so through very morally ambiguous means right and it's one of the things the characters actually talk about a lot. And I was like, and it's one of the things they brought up is, are our actions okay? Like, do do the ends justify our means? It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Um, like like Persona Five is about forcibly <coughs> changing someone's personality, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's for it's for good purposes. But it's still like, yeah. So, so, so I think that I think that it's iffy. I think, the, I think the I think the word you're looking for is iffy. Iffy, iffy. yeah. Maybe more gray. Um, right. So I think I think you've already got the. I think in five you've already got that sort of like like darkness, and I don't think that. I, I think keeping the characters in five the way they are is the right choice because I think if you then add it into it the sort of interpersonal drama to it, I think it would be too much. And I think it's also really important that the characters in five have sort of fairly easy to understand motivations because you've got the ambiguity of the moral ambiguity of their actions. Especially considering that so, like you, we've said time and time again, so many horrible things happen to them and people around them to instigate their desire to change people. Right. Whereas in Persona Four, apart from the fact that you know Adachi throwing people into TVs to murder them, things are pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Life's pretty all right in yeah. Inaba. Life's pretty all right. Well, I guess something that's it- and I think maybe it's just like I think one of the reasons why I ask that question in general is that I think maybe Bioware and to a lesser extent Bethesda, but especially Bioware's kind of been spoiling us by you know like they gave us like little bits of like for instance like in Mass Effect One you could only have same sex romance if you were a woman and then like okay now we're going to expand that to if you're a man you can also romance another uh, romance another male and. And you know, by the time three rolled around, and then they did that a lot earlier with Dragon Age, and I don't know it's just like it's been interesting to just see how they were first tiptoeing up to the line with it, but then like the two big American RPG makers, Bethesda and Bioware, are like yeah, you know what? Let's mm-hmm. let's let's go with it. It's fine. It's fine. You can have same-sex romance options. Yeah, it, it will make people happy. We're gonna totally dead name a trans woman, it. though. It's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, wait. Oh, that. Oh, that. That. Oh, wait. Yeah. But that was in. Wait, when, when did that? That was Andromeda. 
I escaped. I escaped. I escaped the Milky Way galaxy to avoid persecution for who I am. By the way, here's the name that everybody used to call me that I hate being called. They've, oh, yeah. they've right. since they've it. since gone back and said that was a bad decision, now. but it's just like, oh, Bioware, like you're so hit and miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the other thing to bear in mind. It sounds like they tried, and then it, I, I'm remembering that now. It sounds like they tried, but they fell on their face, and they probably should have like ran that by someone before they yeah. in the game. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing to bear in mind too is that in Persona, all of these characters are teenagers. All of these characters are high school students. Um, so there's a kind of a level of we don't want to go too much. I'm. I mean, there's kind. That's kind of. Um, the, the, hold on, I need to gather my thoughts I mean, on. That's is, kind of. Um, it is Japan, but there, I think there's still kind of a level of at, at least at least bearing in mind that we're also getting the American localizations of it. But, but also, I mean, uh, apart from Yosuke, Yosuke's put, removed uh, romance option, that's been kind of the only one in the series. Yeah, I was like, you can't romance, you can't romance Kanji. So, which made me sad. Yeah, but I was gonna yeah. say it I also mean, brings into mind the um, which I think was the thing. That I was trying to discuss earlier, Tristan, and I, my words got gobbled in my mouth, is it highlights the idea that, you know, oh, you can't have discussions about gender and sexuality without it being inherently sexual, and we can't do that because of the children, which is a poor excuse for not discussing these things. Yeah. I mean, yep. and I think also, I mean, you know, if we're talking about high school students and stuff, I mean, it's like, there is, we're perfectly happy showing uh, how to, both the, you know, romances and even, like, sex with, like, heterosexual teenagers, and I don't know, I feel like it, it's, I, I just feel like at this point, Especially girls, cough, cough, who must at both yes, be infantile no. and full-grown. Yeah. They must remain pure. Must remain yeah. pure. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's just like, I, I just feel like at this point, especially with the RPG genre, which is basically allowing you to escape into your own character, that just like having those options just seems viable, especially if it's a character who is basically supposed to be a white bread blank slate. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it's like if for whatever reason an RPG character has like some previous traits like that that would make it so that they were gay or or straight um then yeah okay sure then don't have those bro don't have those options but if it is what most rpg protagonists are which is that you know blank slate few basic details you fill in the rest depending on the choices you make um yeah why can't you also choose to want to sleep with people of the same sex um, that's or or romance so or show romantic interest and have chaste kisses with people of the same sex. If it's you know like if it's teenagers and we don't want to gas into teenagers having sex because teenagers never have sex ever. Um, teenagers have happen. definitely never so had sex 21, ever. I, I will say this as yes. someone who was once a teenager, I never ever I have I've actually never had sex in my entire life. I'm I'm a pure it's adult. True. It's true. I'm a pure adult woman. Ready for cultivation 
<laughs> Cultivation. Well, uh, well, the other thing, too, is there is, at least this was the case with the original Persona 4, no excuse for it in Golden or anything after that, was there was also the matter of space. Was, like, the only reason they could throw in the stuff with uh, Teddy and giving Teddy more scenes was because of the space they saved on the disc. Yeah. The Yosuke romance option. Because um, if you're talking... Because these games are very story-heavy. With a fair bit of voice acting, especially for the big social link stuff. And so, if you're going to make, like, one male character romanceable, at that point you don't really have an excuse to make, say, also Kanji romanceable, or yeah. Teddy. And then you have... A lot more dialogue, a lot more, uh, a lot more like in-game cutscenes and events footage, and more art assets on top of that. So while that, so that while that is kind of a reasonable thing for uh, Persona Four, for Golden, for Golden and no Five, way, and it's no excuse, excuse, especially considering in Five, no all your female social links can be romance options in Five. All of them. Including no including the adult women who you as a teenager should not be having sex with right. because you were a literal <laughs> child. So, so, uh... But aren't you, like, 16 and 5? Uh, 17, I think. Because you're second year. So, yeah, because... So, Ali, are you saying... I've just started playing it and my dream of romancing my teacher is going to happen? Yes, you can romance your teacher. Oh, yeah. shit. That was a spoiler for 5. Shit. I guess we're... Well, oh, no, 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 no. It's a minor spoiler for five because you can have a social link with your teacher. Okay. It's a minor... So, the spoiler is that you can have a social link with your teacher in Persona 5. Any female character you have a social link with, you can romance. Phew, I'm not going to get fired off the podcast even though I'm not here, like, 90% of the time. (laughs) But, Allie, when you're not here, uh, there's, there's, there's great sadness. Oh, thanks, Farah. I feel loved. I concur. Oh, gross! You guys are gross. We're very gross people. Like, so Jen and I are in the same room, which you can feel Farah's compassion. Go to our previous. Okay, can we get to the part that I'm most excited for? I can feel. For? I can feel the three. I can feel the spoiler cast social link leveling up. Yes. Oh, no. Can we get to the part oh, no. that I'm most excited about, which is um, what are you excited? Deciding about? which. Uh, Arcana's everyone in the podcast is. Ooh, that's okay. <laughs> what Arcana am I? I, bet I'm I feel like he'd probably be the Emperor. Mind. Does that sound accurate, Tristan? I'm trying to think which ones kind of best suit. Because they don't always necessarily really suit the people who are. who fulfill them, who, or who represent them, like, as people. All the time. Hmm. Also, I don't see anything. I don't see anything immediately wrong with that. I just feel, or maybe chariot. I can see. I can see Barra as chariot. Tristan, Tristan, you can be the lovers. (laughs) No, no, I am the star. You're the star. This potential for hype. Okay, because the star the star kind of represents represents potential, and I have endless potential. Yeah, for look at me, I'm tricking you. All right, what about? Oh, and also my and also my final form is Satan. 
<laughs> you have fulfilled the Star Arcana to a special Here's level. Satan. You may now fuse the most powerful, powerful persona of the Star Arcana, Satan. Literally Satan. Literally Satan. The Morning Star. Okay, what? What? What's Dan? Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe Baron is also Justice. Sorry, I just keep I keep thinking, <laughs> overthinking. Well, so you have. No, I could I could see Dan as Chariot. I could see Dan. Yeah. As Chariot. There's probably some like horrible like. Quizilla esque which persona arcana are you? I mean, I guess you there could go to like is. some some like regular ass Quizilla quiz of which tarot arcana are you? Unless if yeah. you wanted specifically Jester, Hunger, and Aeon from Golden. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is Dan's Chariot, I'm Justice, uh, the Triss is the is the Star, and what does that make you, Alan? I don't know. Y'all know me better than I know myself. Um, I don't know this, so I feel like, uh... High Priestess? No. Nah. Uh, well, uh, or... I, I want to say... I'm trying to remember... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to remember what the actual tarot mean, and not just what they mean based on Persona, yeah, which is pretty close to what, yeah, that's what I'm trying they to mostly to. mean. Yeah, I can see Hierophant. Oh, I can just be just like Dojima, and not Dojima. <laughs> Dojima Light, who's uh, really mean way, to me. <laughs> I don't know hardly any of these things, but since I'm Justice, can we like end this podcast by playing Anthrax's Lone Justice, which is my Oh my god. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me, Barry. No, I only want the Juness theme on loop over and over and over. No, no, no. We we need so we need to end this with the dancing all night. Oh god, it's so Gina good. Song. It's so good. Oh, as, as a random aside, uh, the DDR machine that we used for uh, Nick Marshall's uh, bachelor party when he I when I officiated his wedding down in Georgia was all K-pop themed, which was that's amazing, kind of delightful. No, it was just like all of these like random K-pop videos. Was it was it the one with the diagonals? think so yeah that's the that's the korean ddr machine uh, is yeah. that instead of being uh front back left right it's on diagonal left diagonal like forward left forward right i will require everybody back, right, at my right. at my bridal shower to play jubeat and beat me at jubeat <laughs> i don't know what that is but sure basically a da it's a rhythm game where you press square buttons in a grid on a screen it's like basically old hat in the rhythm game circuit in Japan, but it had like they had like eight Jubeat machines at Magfest this year, as opposed to like the five they had last year, and they were crowded so as fuck. So, question, Allie, if in the in the event of your bridal of your bridal shower wedding, you should the rest of the cast show up in a giant convertible full of hype? So much hype that when you open the door, it just spills out. Actually, kind of, my kind of like in The Shining, when all that blood comes <laughs> out, we just want to rent a fancy convertible and show up to your wedding. Actually, what's gonna happen at my wedding is everybody's gonna be forced to dance to the disco version of the Velvet Music theme song. Just <laughs> yeah, sorry, Velvet yeah, Room theme song. 
la 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 you you will know your dedication to an jrpg when you listen to the same song over and over for three hours because you're sitting there trying to complete the fucking persona compendium without a guide you're like how do i fuse horus oh how do i make the toilet demon i want to make the toilet demon well and i mean that's what i say one i seems about the bell room theme though is that it hasn't changed like it's been that with like minor alterations I think since the first Persona game. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty big like, keystone as the in kind of the gameplay, right? It's like, yeah, is where you manage it's, your Persona. It ties, and, them, yeah. ties them together. Um, yeah, uh, I've got the because uh, I bought the Disco Fever edition of Same. Dancing All Night because of course I did. Uh, so I do have the Dancing All Night soundtrack. I could probably. I think I can send you the uh, song files, Dan. What's that? That should that should not be a problem. Cause we know what we have to end this on. Uh, what do we? We need to, we need to or or what music we need to use throughout this, and it's gonna be the dancing all night remixes of the P4 music. Sounds good to me. Because they're great. Oh my god! I'm so happy I got the uh, dancing all night costume set for P5. Because now I can listen to the the, P, the Dancing All Night remix of um, Reach Out to the Truth for all my battles. It's great. So, also gives Morgana a rainbowy uh, afro. But that's neither here nor there. Tristan, just send that audio file that? along, and I will include it in the show notes along with Anthrax. So also the whenever you guys say the word morgana i think of our friend morgana and i'm suddenly incredibly confused why we're talking about morgana yeah morgana morgana who is morgana is weirdly infatuated with Anne. yeah it's a little it's a little weird it's a little weird but it's better than teddy who literally wants to dry hump anything that is vaguely female god damn it teddy fucking teddy i swear to god nobody wants to fuck teddy Go away, Teddy. No. Oh my god, he got so obnoxious fair, in Persona Q. We're, we're talking about Morgana oh. in the game here, right? Yeah. Okay, good. We're talking about yeah, the bear. Teddy <laughs> Teddy okay. is worst character. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I don't think he's worst. So, he I just guess... needs to tone it the fuck down. Yeah. Uh, well but that's that's kind of like one of the things, like I said, um I felt I felt uh Yosuke came out like like better. At the end of Dancing All Night. Because in 4, he gets kind of obsessed with Risei. Yeah, it's creepy. Kind of a weird stalkerish level. But then in, Dan- in Dancing All Night, it's revealed, no, he's just a huge fan of idols in general. Not just Risei. Which I think kind of helps alleviate that creepy stalkerish side of him from it's okay they make up for it with uh, Ryuji in 5 who I love Ryuji but he needs to cool it he needs to calm the fuck yeah. down <laughs> god damn it shut up Ryuji by the, by the so, way Vera the Ryuji character yes. is what they are calling me the chariot and she is oh my god that's yeah so like, wait, who is justice oh in five? 
In four. Let's stick. Let's stick with four. In four, that's a Nanako. Yeah. Wait, that's the King of Detectives non-binary person. No, that's um no. No, that's that's adorable cinnamon roll. Oh wait, I am the adorable cinnamon roll of this cast. Yes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Pure sweet innocent bear. <laughs> uh, some people are going to have to be to be informed that I've made them live a lie. <laughs> Five soul triple A levels, which is great. Yeah, uh, if you enjoyed, if, so for anyone who has enjoyed Persona Five, play Persona Four. For anyone who enjoyed Persona Four, you know what we're talking about. It's great. Now that you've listened for to everything and played a Persona game, everything I've had everything spoiled for you. Please. And play I'm Persona sorry if I messed up anything up at all in my notes. I mean, I knew oh, we we've definitely messed stuff up, and I'm sure there's a lot of things we never touched on because it's very convoluted and insane. And we started recording basically as soon as I got home from work. Hey, uh, Tristan and Allie, do you know what I would really hate? What? If you guys really messed stuff up so bad that the Persona community found this cast <laughs> and then put us on blast. Oh, God. And tens of thousands no, of please people don't. listen to our cast. No, please and don't. And wrote comments and response things. That would be so terrible. No, it would be bad. Let that not happen. The SMT fandom is In so world... terrible. I'm sorry. In world news today... Wait. The Guinness Book of Records has recently announced a new record for the most hated podcast <laughs> in history. Move over, Daily Stormer. <laughs> I'm just joking, SMT fandom, you're great. About Persona 4 for two hours. Wait, the Persona fan for- fandom is actually toxic? No, I mean, like, okay, so Persona is a part of the larger Shin Megami Tensei series. Megami Tensei series. And that fandom, yeah, like Shin any Megami fandom, is can be incredibly toxic. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's... So, Persona is a part of a larger yes. thing? Yes. <laughs> Which we didn't even this get into. thing is a part of an even bigger thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fudge. <laughs> well, because here's the thing, is that the Shin Megami Tensei players tend to be very elitist and be like, oh, you just played Persona. You don't know what it's truly like. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah, you heard me, you heard me, Shin Megami Tensei players. You're elitist. Well, my final thoughts is that I really now want to play Persona 5, and I actually am going to do something shocking. If I haven't beaten Persona 5, which I almost certainly wouldn't have, by the time you spoiler cast it, I think I'm actually going to keep myself spoiler free. Mainly because I want to enjoy the process of just nice. uh, romancing my high school teacher. And uh, it's terrible. In, in response <laughs> so, to whether so people actually, should pick up P4, I picked up Persona 4 knowing who the serial killer was and knowing basically the major plot beats. And I still enjoyed the heck yep. out of it. Yep. Cool. Um, actually, do we have a do we have a period to talk about uh, Persona Five and spoilers? And well, I think uh, Atlas's stance on recording it. I think I, let's I think cover that in the P five episode. Let's cover P five episode. I think P five is when we is when that gets that. thrown down. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I may write an article about it because I think I, I have an interesting viewpoint on it that a lot of people don't seem to have. Sure. So more article content for the, yeah. for the article. Yeah. yeah. Articles for the article gods. Exactly. Well, if skulls for the skull throne. If you are gods one of the, the one of the millions of people who found us through the most hated podcasts of all time in the Guinness Book of World Records, <laughs> you can check out other podcasts you'll certainly hate at threeheadedboy.com. Uh, our website. You can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, go ahead, Tristan. <laughs> 
You can check out our video content at youtube.com slash threeheadedboy, all spelled out, or vid.me slash threeheadedboy. Uh, we very strongly recommend you check out vidme. It's great. There are no ads, and our stuff is there, and it's easy to find. It's awesome. There's also We also have at least one, because we may have more by the time you're listening to this, uh, series that are exclusive to vidme as opposed to YouTube. Until next time, everyone. Take care.